to Mike Chank Waifu Waifu. My tell him, is that you? What's happening? This is episode 194 of My Check Waifu Waifu. As always, it's brought to you by Dude Complex, Don't Talk Shop.com, and our Patreon producers. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu and get early access to the video version of the podcast. Get access to the After Story podcast, which tell I, I should have talked about this before we started, but I don't think I'm going to drop that, that last episode. It's all right, it's understandable, bro. Yeah. Um unfortunately, y'all, sorry we we're gonna miss a, a week of after story because it got that episode got a little too personal. Uh I'm I'm just still glad I had that conversation though, because it was able to uh just, you know, free a lot of weight off my shoulders. So, of course, that's that's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. So sometimes y'all won't be able to get to hear when we get a little too deep, a little too <laughs> too lost in the sauce because uh, at, at one point I was just eventually just kind of rambling about very very personal very very personal family stuff so unfortunately we're going to have to miss this week but next week we'll have another after story for you um, back at it again back at it again but shout out to our Patreon producers AB Aaron Brown Dre the GOAT G Johnny from Shogo High Ken the Pro from Shogo High and Chaotic Culture explicitly Monique Williams Nachi and Safir, we're gonna get to Safir a little bit later. Shout out to you. Uh, <clears throat> we got a question from him. It's a very, I think, very important question. But before we get into that, we got to get into the rigmarole of the show by starting off. Tell how you feeling, man. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm ready for uh, a full night's rest. Oh, I bet. I'm good, bro. I'm I'm actually real good. Um, no complaints or anything like that, but. You know, we just, we take everything and strive to have a good day. I don't, I don't really have bad days because I don't, I don't let that happen. So, yeah, we having a good day. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. How, how about you, bro? How you feeling? I always say this. You control your day. I don't ever tell nobody to have a good day. I always say make it a good day. Facts. Because you control it. So, with that being said, it's pretty good for me too, man. It's, uh, I guess what I want to... What my day has been is what I want to talk about later on in the show, so I kind of save that for later. But I'm, I'm great, man. I just, I just feel good. I just feel good. Um, I don't think I felt this. Uh, I don't want to say comfortable because that's not the right term, but just felt this in tune. I guess you know what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, like I said, I don't want to say comfortable because comfortable seems like I'm I'm being. Um, complacent. complacent and I'm not I'm just not complacent at all it's, I've never been the type to be complacent but I'm just I'm just I'm good you know <laughs> it should be. I'm good uh, man so it's, this is just this has probably been and I guess we'll get right to some anime stuff but I'm gonna just throw this aside and this has probably been the best one of the best weeks we've had in anime it might be the heat week 
the heat week. <laughs> Yo, we gotta have one. This, gotta this, have, might this just might be the heat week. Um, I will say this though. Um, episode of the week for you. Episode week for me has to be and this is this is gonna be the first time I give it episode of the week. Um and I kind of feel like it's not gonna be yours, but near autonomous. Mm. I really enjoyed that episode this week. Um but then you know they they kill it every single week. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that for sure. Um that would have been probably my episode of the week, but that's fine too. Um. Yeah, it's yeah. A struggle, huh? <laughs> Sorry, sorry to hit y'all with the pregnant pause. I'm just trying to think. It's really, this has really been a heat week. I'm trying to think of something that's not as um as obvious. You know what? I'm gonna go with pregnant pause, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna go with chilling in my thirties. Chilling in my thirties mm-hmm. was a fantastic episode. Wow, the angel next door spoils me rotten. Also fantastic. It's hard to go against that anytime but i have to go with something new this week and i'm gonna go with chilling in my 30s what a fire episode what a fire episode a little bit more action involved and and some a real real crazy scenario i mean we saw it coming obviously very predictable but it was it was fun predictable i enjoyed it i enjoyed it yeah i i mean we we saw that we saw that coming like three or four episodes ago 100 percent it was nice to actually get the reveal on top of everything else we got in that episode. Mm-hmm. I am surprised you chose that over uh, Angel Next Door spoilers, spoilers me rotten. It's impossible to go against Angel Next Door spoilers me rotten. But again, every every fucking week, I can't make it every week. You know what I mean? Making it every week is just. This is the first time. This is the first time it hasn't been your episode. I know. I and I'm and I'm trying to not do that. But this episode of Angel Next Door spoilers me rotten. Is obviously one that we're gonna talk about in the second half of the show with spoilers because how fantastic, how fantastic! Um, this episode will be full of spoilers of something. I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, that being Attack on Titan, so that that probably is going to be. What? I'll tell him making a face. I was just joking. Okay. I, I was glad, like I didn't watch it, but I watched it. Okay. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> so that's going to be the conversation So if you haven't watched Attack on Titan Just wait until you listen to this episode before you come uh, That's not going to be in a spoiler half The spoiler half is still going to be My Hero The spoiler half is still going to be Angel Next Door Spoilers Me Riding And I mean I mean, to be honest We might have to throw Blue Lock in there too okay. Oh, are you, you, on, you, you on that this time, huh? Blue Lock, you want Blue Lock to be uh, in there? I think, I, I think so, man What else, what else, you got any ideas? Oh, Near probably? You probably won't want Yeah, we probably would do Near. Huh? We can do near. I'm cool with that. Do we do near though, or do we just talk about near now? I well, he, also hear me out. Part of the 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 glory and beauty of near is kind of not over explaining it. So near, we probably shouldn't take it to spoiler talk. I mean, we should say that. We should say that for the review. Speaking of which, we are going to do a review of near automata with our homie from Shogo High and Inside the Mind of a Blur, Rob J. It's going to be one of our first featured. Uh, episodes it just I don't know since Jujutsu Kaisen review with Knox. Yeah, it's been like over a year almost. Over a year. Over a year. Which I, I just know. I'ma just tell you now. The episode is gonna be fire. 
it's just going to be fire. And one thing I said I'm going to do is I'm going to replay the game. Um, I'm going to replay the game. Just on stream? Re- no, 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 I can't do it on stream because, you know, I got to, I got, I got to, it's a method behind that madness. Yes, exa- exactly, exactly right. But I, that's something I really, really, really want to do. I'm fucking, I'm just fucking captivated by near. I do want to talk about it in spoiler talk, but like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, yeah, how could you not? How could you not? Let's do that. Uh, yeah, man. Before we do that, though, I want to do a little bit of follow up. Before we get no, you know what? Let's get to our question first. This is the perfect right. segue into our question. Yo, shout out to our Patreon producer, Safir. Safir got a, got, got a lot going on. I don't know if he wants to, us to share it or not, so I'm not going to share it until he says it's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, first off, I want to get to a couple of comments from the After Story, episode 58 of the After Story. Game leaks and just listen is the episode titles. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Rob J. He said, man, salute y'all. <laughs> he said, and then we have one from Johnny says, man, I love y'all, man. Because we, uh, the second half of that podcast is, uh, we kind of give our friends their flowers um, while trying to understand, the, you know, the whole sphere. Very, yeah, the whole. The very, very, very strange thing. But if you guys just support us on Patreon for just a dollar above, you get access to that podcast episode. It's pinned. It's the first episode. Check that episode out. It's fucking fire. But to get to our question, our homie, one of the Patreon producers, says, uh, Safir says, good, a great episode. I know you guys will review the winter season in full, but right now, do you guys feel like it underperformed? What a great question. Um. Yes, I'm gonna just say it from my 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 perspective. Yes, it absolutely underperformed, and the reason why I say that is because maybe it's a it's a it's a product of uh over. Listen, that's the thing we've learned to temper our expectations. We have we have episodes on about tempering expectations, and even with my expectations temper, tempered, having so much, and yet keeping up with so little, you know what I mean? Like, or keeping up with so much by only watching so little in a season that's fucking jam-packed of shows. Absolutely jam-packed. Absolutely jam-packed of shows. I just, I haven't found the motivation to keep up with Bungo, but that's just personal. I would rather watch that fully and binge it, yeah. Uh, I haven't been, Tokyo Revenge just completely fell the fuck off for me. Like, I stopped watching it. I can even tell you right now, Tokyo Revengers, I am six episodes behind. Now, most of that is because I did read it, so I do feel a little bit less um, less pressure. Uh, pressure to dive into something like Tokyo Revengers to be a part of the conversation, which <laughs> we ain't never a part of that conversation anyway. Um, <laughs> nobody else is talking about it to begin with. Ain't nobody else. That, that, that is true. Ain't nobody else talking about it. That's a fact. Um, and then like stuff like Vinland Saga, like you called it, what you call it last week, the uh, White Roots. <laughs> Vinland Saga is quite literally the White Roots. <laughs> it's bad, bro. It's real bad, actually. <laughs> Not saying, you know, you can't enjoy Vinland Saga. If you enjoy it, we respect that. But there's no excuse for how utterly, utterly boring this shit has been, man. It's been so boring. Like, I just, I just don't care about these internal issues that Thorfinn has been going through. I did at first. I did the first two episodes and then if, I'm like, it's enough. If 
if this anime was not labeled action, then I would 100% look at this differently. I, but, I, mean, I, I don't care about the action. You know that. Like I mean, that, that good new episode wasn't about action and it was so but, good. But it's a masterpiece. We, we've talked about this before. Action is not always actually fighting. That's true. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. The action that they could be doing could be progressive. Yo, they still trying to figure out how to properly plant. They, well, I guess they know how to plant wheat, but they still dealing with the same issues that they've been dealing with since episode two, bro. That's a fact. And, and that's why this, this season of Venice Saga is so bad. But the winter season in general, I think there's an easy way to, to kind of like wrap this season up and like how it's doing, right? Because there is good stuff this season. Oh, absolutely. But what we uninherently did, right? We didn't intend on doing this, but we just... Well, we can say we inherently did this on accident. Um, we started watching our recommendations, bro. Like, I watched Initial D. That means that <laughs> there was so much that I didn't feel like watching. Yeah. That I was willing to finish that. Wow. Instead. What a fucking... So that, oh. I, think, I think that's a, a, a good way to sum it up because there is a lot of good stuff. And I'm not even going to say a lot of good stuff, but there's at least like let's say six to seven consistently decent to good anime, right? Absolutely. And I mean, to be, to be fair, there has been shows that fell victim to COVID or, or whatever their situation Mm -hmm. was and the delays and stuff like that. But absolutely right. I mean, I'm just looking at it now. I'm ready to set spot classroom to drop revenge to drop. Uh, Buddy daddies. I haven't even tried to go back to, which is, which on me. Cause I hear it's pretty good, um, but I'm just yeah, not. I, I understand why you don't like that one. Don't even. Yeah, just never really that interested. High card. I'm definitely don't think I'm ever fucking pick up, especially not with what I'm what I got going on. And I'm gonna talk about it a little bit later, but uh, like, there's just so much that is just there that we can honestly like say that we are enjoying more so than than what's been popping off this this winter. Yeah, it's like we got some basic anime in here. We got some above basic, but uh, you know the basic stuff just isn't quite hitting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's funny because the stuff that we were more so excited about isn't really holding holding true. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, uh, I'm still absolutely disappointed in Ninjin Fushin. Oh yeah. I'm, I, every week I'm just like <laughs> turn this off bro. I do feel pseudo responsible for that mm-hmm. but I mean it was either that or your other one and your other one I'm sure ain't shit so the, the $80,000 80000 mm-hmm. yeah I'm yeah. glad I ain't that was actually dropped so yeah so I mean Trigun has been special I, we can say that Trigun is oh man yo every single episode it's it's, it's so reminiscent of like it's it's kind of crazy that we got Trigun and Near because they are different, but they almost wow. have like that same kind of vibe, though. You know, interesting like, you say they, that. Yeah, definitely different, but like the quality that is put into it and everything overall, and then like the fact that it's kind of apocalyptic, but like yeah. you know, human slash not human scenario. It's it's these two anime complement each other actually, and it's really really good this season to have them both. 100%. I couldn't agree more. So to answer your question, at least I feel like, yes, it underperformed um, with a lot of shows that oh, you agree as well? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. I I just feel like it just I expected so much more from so many different shows. Um Inspector yeah. is still good. Inspector, oh yeah, still still phenomenal. Still phenomenal. Uh I love it. I love it. Um you mentioned earlier, uh we there's not been much that we wanted to keep up on this this winter, so we started watching recommendations. Um, you initial DM me the Madagatari series, and at first I thought I was just gonna watch the Bake Madagatari, <laughs> and that was gonna be it. I was gonna be like, all right, I'm done. I'm I'm, I'm over it. But uh, no, I I went ahead and um started the second one. Yeah. Which in the in the again, I'm doing it in chronological order, which is Nisei Madagatari, and I was able to finish Neko Madagatari. So two, which is one was eleven episodes, the other was four. So that means I just I basically just watched fifteen again, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it really didn't ain't changed much. But I seriously have to say I cannot believe I missed this entire series. <laughs> you know, every time you say that, bro, it blows my mind because I, I don't swear know. I've been recommending this series, <laughs> dog. And I seriously tell you, like this shit is unfathomably good. Like it. All right. This is what I wanted to say, and I've been trying to fucking save this for so, so hard. Trying my best not to text you this, but what this show does so well, you got Bakke Madagari, right? You start off with Bakke, and you go through the 14, uh, 15 episodes. You're watching them, and then shit happens. But when shit happens, you don't feel like you missed anything, okay? Then you go to through Nisei, and you start to learn about the sisters. The Nisei Madagari, obviously, it being called Nisei Madagari, is going to be about the sisters. Which we got nothing about in Bakke Monogatari, and it also came out like two years after the uh, Bakke Monogatari series. So it's like when when people watch this, they watched Bakke, and then they went to Nisei, and when they watched Nisei, they're like, I, I, I was blown away because now I know so much about the little sisters that I didn't even think I didn't, I, I didn't want to know, or I didn't need to know. But getting that getting that context for everything in Bakke about the sisters just made it feel and flow so much cleaner that I was I was blown away. Not only that, okay, in Bakke, there's uh, spoilers if you haven't seen the Monogatari series, but I can't stress enough. This is a strong recommend from Polo. And y'all know my taste is very, 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 very tight. Strong recommend. When I went to Neko Monogatari and it went over what happened during Golden Week, I forgot that I didn't even get that information that I got from my uh, from uh, from Bakke because it flowed so nicely. It was still beautifully well done. It was it was touched upon, which was more than enough for me to understand what was going on, even between the characters and and and, and whatnot. But like the fact that I got the when I got the full story of 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 Neko Madagatari, Neko Madagatari Black is essentially what it's fully called. Unbelievable, unbelievable capstone to. To that particular situation that I completely missed. And I was only again, it was only four episodes, but it was fucking fire, bro. Yo, I'm so happy that you're watching this, bro. You have, like I said, you have no idea. It's you, you actually sitting down watching this series and then you finally talking about it. I was like, I kind of felt like you would like it. I wasn't sure, but I'm so happy that you, that you in there like this right now, bro. Unbelievable. And you just, I just, I just love every character. And I don't like the uh, Sundere characters at all. I never liked them in, in shows like this. Like, but I, every character, there's every character in this fucking show I absolutely adore and just can't. I don't. And I it's don't a decent amount of characters too. It is. It is. It's. It is. It's a lot. Uh, it's quite a few. It's about five or six of them. But every every last one of them I love. 
And there's moments that where you like, not a damn thing happened, but conversation, <laughs> a full conversation is an, is an episode, but it's so creative. It's paced so nicely. It's visually, oh, it's visually stimulating. Like it's just so visually stimulating when it comes to the conversation that I just, I'm, I'm fucking blown away with how good this shit is. Absolutely blown away. My, my question is, I remember talking about this series and I remember saying about, uh, the sound design, like how they place the music and then the, the, the silence in there. And I remember, I can't remember which episode it was, but there was like a, a whole episode there where there, it just felt like there was no pauses in music, but the music never felt like overwhelming. Like it overtook the rest of the show. How do you feel about the sound design in um, the Monogatari series so far? Uh, so far, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, I don't, I don't necessarily even think it's, the music is fine. The music is there and it, stimulates what's going on in the scenes very well it, uh, uh, but there's something more to it I'm closing my eyes because I'm just fucking visualizing everything that I've right. seen and heard but the best thing about it is the fucking voice acting with the voice modulation that they do in certain scenes to emphasize certain uh, proponents of the conversation that they're having it's been, it was, it's been times where they would emphasize a proponent of a conversation that I don't know shit about until I go to the next series. So until I go to Nisei or until I go to, to the Neko, something that happened in, in Bake is fucking, they said something and it modulated the sound or it, or it like, um, it gave it that effect where it like took, how can I say this? It reverbed it. It's, it's a little bit more than reverb, but there's no other like a proper term before it because it, I don't think a term exists for this particular modulation of the voice. Um, but it does that that effect where it kind of like takes it out and like bolds it more. And mm-hmm. you don't think about what they say until you go into a, a series further down the road. Definitely watch this shit in chronological order. It's the best way in the way in the way it came out. It's the best way to watch it so far. But I think I'm going to do a rewatch with the way they say do it. I, okay. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to just to, <laughs> just to see how this shit fit. But like yeah, the fact that you already planned to rewatch, bro. It's yeah, crazy. no, it's it's and it's made for that. It's made for that. It's clearly that. It's clear that it's made for that. But those conversation pieces when they hit that word and then something happens two seasons down the road, I'm like, what the fuck, bro? This is insane, man. Like he says something about and Bakke, he mentions something like uh, to uh, to I think her name is Homori Homora. I can't say their names. Their names is very complicated, but it's the it's the it's the black cat essentially. He says mm-hmm. something to her like, "Um, uh, you're getting headaches. Is it is it something like what happened during Golden Week?" And they modulated Golden Week, and I was like, "Golden Week, huh? Okay, I'm gonna keep that in mind." And then we go. That's Bakke. It's the first thing I watched. Okay. Then fast forward past Nisei. We fast forward past after Nisei, which is eleven episodes, which is the sisters. We go to Neko, and then it plays out what happened during Golden Week. And he said, it's Golden Week. And he did the voice modulation again at the beginning of this series. When he said, it's Golden Week, and he modulated again, I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Now I know some real shit about to happen. So it's when they modulate that voice or when they do that effect on the voice, it completely captures my attention. I'm like, oh, I should pay attention to that. Because something down the road is probably going to happen that fucking accentuates this storytelling Especially, I'm so excited because especially during the uh, Nisei Monogatari series, they did that modulation a lot when it came to um, the conversation he had with the vampire. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit. 
or Shinobu is what they call her. So I'm like, oh God, bro. I'm fucking looking forward to it. Cause now I'm on, I'm on literally on Madagatari series second season. So this is the, the continuation of the Bake Madagatari like as the chronologicals because Nisei is kind of like the in-between for the sisters and stuff. And then they, uh, Neko was during Golden Week. Now this is going to continue on from where we left off on that first season. So I'm blown away. <laughs> I'm looking forward the to it. The fact that you said this is like unfathomably good is Unfathomably. Yep. Unbelievable. Like, to me, that's very, very high praise coming from you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use that lightly. Like, yeah. And I'm thinking like, Going into this, I was like, it to me, it was going to be very hit or miss. Like, to me, I'm thinking it's either going to be so jumbled up or confusing to like set in order to watch that either you were going to hate it. That's and that's the, there were so many aspects of it that I love. And I was like, I don't know if Polo is going to view it the way that I view it. And I hope you did. And I'm so happy that you did. This is the thing, though. It's not, it's not, it's not confusing at all. Well, this is so hard to explain. While it is jumbled in the sense of, what's going on they don't they don't leave you out at all like from moment one after they after i stopped trying to read the screen when i stopped trying to read the screen that's when i start to understand okay this is more than just trying to play close attention they're going to give you everything just watch just like i said last week just sit back and watch it when you sit back and watch it you are seriously in it you don't miss a fucking beat you know that he was a vampire okay you don't know why or when or how but you will. So just watch. And that's what's so fucking good, man. And I'm never a fan of back of uh uh what's the of of flashbacks or backstories. Right. But when it's done, it's fucking well where you don't even feel like you missed anything. Like miss missing Golden Week and having that having Bake in the way it is because it ends with the main bad guy being Neko again. You're not quite sure. Like if I'm just explaining this to a complete stranger, I'm like, yeah. So you, the first season, you fight this cat that apparently he fought before, and you don't see that. You don't see that at all. You'll be like, well, what the fuck? Why would he start fighting this cat again if he fought it once? And but they explain everything so fucking well, and they just drop the pieces in when you go further that it feels good. It feels good. I feel. I feel like if I watched this during the time that they came out, I probably would have made this top top 10 anime because and of the I, fact that's how I was going to ask but go ahead probably because of the fact is if I watched it when it came out and I watched season 1 and it was like it is I watched season 2 or Nisei and I'm like oh that's that's shit fire and I had like a, that year break or whatever it was and I went to Neko and it was like a year or two year break or whatever it was and came back to it I was like oh I would have been like fucking blown away but I also would have been mad because it's only four episodes but <laughs> <laughs> but but still you get the point that I'm trying to make it's like Actually, you know what? I'm gonna look at that. I'm gonna look at that. So give me a give me a pregnant pause real quick. I'm gonna take a look at right. when the fuck did these? How far apart did these come out? Because ironically, when you were saying, that, I was like, "Yo, I think a hundred percent." Like from what you've been saying, like this could definitely slide into Polo's top like fifty, top top thirty, something like that. Yeah, no, way more, was, way more than top fifty. But I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't sure because I, I know we can think of like more than 20 like anime are just like superb right you know so like i, I didn't want to say like top 20 because i'm like that's we can think of 20 really really good anime no 100 percent. wait 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 what what's happening 
That's weird because the release order is is wrong from the um interesting. So I was supposed they fucked up then on the website. I was supposed to watch Neko Madagari first because this came out <laughs> December of 2012 is what it says. So it says, okay, so maybe they just don't have the date right. They can't have that date right. I'm going I'm to Wikipedia it uh, because that's important because what they're saying that it came out December 31st, 2012 and then they, Nisei Madagari came out in January which doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I will say this, man. Probably top 15. <laughs> I mean, so far, I can't really say that, right? Holy shit. I can't really say that because it's... I, no, I, I understand that, though, entirely. I agree with it's that. It's not done. It can, be, it can be the complete opposite. You know what I mean? No, it did. It can't... You haven't got to any of the movies yet? No. Okay. Um, I'm following the order. The order, yeah, I have the order yeah, here. Yeah, order, right? Yeah. So Neko was supposed to be first, but then Nisei. But I guess it's interchangeable because it's a four episodes thing. It's an OVA, so. Yeah, it didn't make that much of a difference. I think I'm pretty much okay there. Uh, but still, it's, it's, it's phenomenal, man. It's phenomenal. It's great. Sorry, sorry to take up so much time, man. What you think nah, about? Bro, I, I'm, I was, I was gushing with you, man. <laughs> Initial D. Did you uh, get to finish the first season? Yes, I finished the first season of Initial D. Um, hear me out. Yes. I think I feel about Initial D how you feel about most sports anime, but but there's a there's a twist to this, right? Because mm-hmm. once I got past like episode fifteen, mm-hmm. I feel like. I wasn't irritated anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I felt like he's driving and it's like every episode is the same thing with him driving and mm-hmm. like, yeah, he get better and stuff like that. But really it's just like, Oh, he starts off in the back and then he passes him up and you know, he does that or whatever. So I'm just like, it's okay. so nineties, bro. It's so nice. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool or whatever. And I think I told you, like, I don't like the music, but the music goes with the time of the anime. 100%. So to me, it, even though I don't like it, it sounds so good. The The audio for the vehicles, uh, it sounds so good. The turbo, when a turbo decompresses, you get a... Yeah, I, uh, I fucking love it. Um, the engine revving, it, it's all real. It don't sound slightly fake in the slightest. Um, the only thing, and I, like I said, I came into this anime thinking I was going to hate it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I thought I was going to hate it. The only thing I don't like, and it's not even like all the friends anymore. <laughs> it's not even all the friends anymore. I was about to say, it it's get the, better. The, the the one friend with the eight five. <laughs> mm. I hate him with a passion, bro. He's the only one I would stomp <laughs> out. It's, it's just like, why do you exist? Um, you, you exist to live off your own friend's clout, and I hate that. But uh, other than that, though, high key. I don't dislike any other characters in this show. Like, they got, actually, this is a fire show. And I, 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 like I said, I planned on thinking just 100% I wasn't going to like it, but this is good, bro. Um, so, and this is going to be a little bit of spoilers, but That's 1998, you're fine. <laughs> we, we had the, uh, the race with the girls, right? And it's on their turf. And that was his first race all outside of somewhere that he was used to. So I was like, he might fold on this one. He might like, and I hear me out. I would like for him to lose because that, that humbles him a bit. 
but this is like an opening story, you know? So I understand why he's on a win streak uh, and why he's like running a, a, a fucking tirade. But I do love the fact that uh, his identity in terms of like how he's been driving, he's been driving since he was 14, even though he's 18 now, been driving since before he could legally have his license delivering tofu but the tofu was a cover for his dad to train him on how to drive and it's like yo kind of clean man it's, it's kind of clean. clean it's kind of clean and um he's actually just that dude and him finding out more and more and i do like the fact that he actually develops as a character you know yeah. he goes from that first episode you're not even sure if he's the main character in the show to like you get to the end and you're like oh yeah he's definitely that guy like he's built different he is going like the last episode is like there's a new downhill legend or a new new yeah, new downhill legend and i was like of course because he is that <laughs> dude like you see him doing what he do everybody that that races him they get a revelation they yep. be like yo it's the, like the it's, whole it's, main it's, character it's, syndrome man <laughs> yeah they, they like yeah i got beat by an a6 my car was 12 times faster and yet he still beat me i think i think that i'm gonna do something different with my life i'm, st- I'm still gonna race though because i've got to beat that eight six but i'm gonna be a better man i'm gonna be a better woman and i i kind of low-key like it it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of refreshing not even going not even going to hate on it it's like it's kind of refreshing and i don't know if it's a, and you said it must be a, it must be a 90s thing and i feel like it's a night. It's an early. It's an early two thousand, late nineties thing, man. It just feels. It feels super, um, uh, early when it comes to like this type of main character isms. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't feel like these happen as as often as they did. Like, cause you. I mean, what other anime do you know of this? Fucking Speed Racer. That just sucks. That's what I was expecting. I turned it on. Like, this is about to be Speed Racer, but real. I'm like, mm-hmm. I hate it. Um, and, I, and, and to be honest, man, for 19, a show in 1998, I like the CGI in this. The CGI I, reminds me of like an old Forza game. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, exactly Gran Turismo or something. Yeah. Forza or Gran Turismo. Quite literally, it looks like that. But let's be real; those are also the best looking games 100%. for their time. 100%. Always, and even now, they're still some of the best looking games for their time. But um, ultimately, like with this show, um, the biggest thing with it is that, like, I feel like as someone who just neglected to watch it as a child or as a kid. I almost feel like it, it's worth the watch. Um, and I, I almost, I think I appreciate it more because I think as a kid, I would have hated it just like I hated, uh, just like I hated Speed Racer. But going back and watching it now with a different kind of palette, the show itself is actually very, um, very enticing. And it, it, it beats that whole, because um, it's not like the power of friendship scenario in this mm. but there is like that that perseverance you know and like it's that like plot uh, armor almost yeah it's definitely like a, a type of plot armor but it's it's a little bit more believable because the the guy we know that his dad was legendary driver and his mm. dad has been training him just like himself we know that he doesn't have to tune his own car because his dad tunes his car mm. um and we also know Damn, that like, all this. <laughs> like, we, we know that that bro is just high key a demon. He can he can drift without 
spilling tofu and water all over the place. And that was his practices later on when he got older, too. Yeah, but, oh, fuck, you bringing back so many memories of, of me just watching this. I really want to go back and pick it up again and just see. Because, I, again, I know the dialogue is 1990-ish dialogue. I know the music is 1990-ish racer music of Japan. Like, I know, like, the music and shit just doesn't, I mean, not the music, but the, the show just, it, it's hard for it to say that it, it it can come out now in its current form without needing yeah. to make some alterations to be more modern-like. But for the time, when you put put yourself in a time, I do think it's still very good from my memory. Again, this is from yeah. my memory, so I, I'm glad to have you here to talk about it and kind of refresh my memory and my thoughts of it. But uh. this this is one of those shows because um, Monique and I we just watched a show called Physical 100. It's a Korean like like strength competition, like mm-hmm. like Squid Games basically, mm-hmm. um, but it's like real competitors. And we just watched this show and we were talking about how even though like Asian people can be competitive, they're still very like friendly. They root for each other even if they just lost to you, right? Mm-hmm. And like this kind of show, like they be talking mad crap in the middle of the race, but as soon as the race is over, they like, you go. And it's like I, I high key, I, it's almost like a cultural difference. Like I, I high key love that for Asian people. Yeah. Like <laughs> you beat me, but I want you to win because I lost to you. And it's like Yeah, like you better not get beat by anybody else because you beat me. You know what I'm saying? That kind of shit. Right. And I, I like that. I love that a lot. Uh and I mean you see it a lot in anime, like that philosophy, but I feel like this this anime really, really drove that home even more. Was like it's okay to be competitive and friendly. It's right. okay to do that. You you can you can be like, I hate you on the road, but I was off the road. Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? One hundred percent. But yeah, the anime is it's it's a really good palate cleanse. Um, it, it it was a nice uh nice taste compared to everything else we've been watching. And like you said, this this season hasn't quite been a hundred percent successful. So to throw this in the mix almost made it feel like the season wasn't as bad as it was. That's how I feel about this, this monogatory, bro. I'm like, damn. I'll sit back and relax and be like, okay, I watch this, 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 this. I got a particular order in which, in which I watch shows. I was more so excited to be done with the set of shows that I have set to go to the monogatory series that I was like kind of, <laughs> I don't say rushing myself to watch them, but watching them faster than I normally would. Like I would normally save Angel Next Door for today, mm. um, which it, it comes out the day before. But I would normally save it for Sunday, um, like right before we record. I would do the same thing with my hero, um, but I was ready. I was just ready to watch it all just so I can get to the Monogatari series and, and see how far I can get and, and what fucking new craziness I would learn. And it felt it's been feeling good, man. It's been feeling good. I feel like I've been watching less, you know, seasonal stuff and more. Of this, obviously, I have because it's, I'm I'm binging right now, but I, and it's also making me miss binging. To be fair, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's been a good time, man. It's been it's been like you said, a palate cleanser that's uplifted me and, and motivated me to uh to do this uh, more. You know, watch some recommended stuff uh, and see some of the old stuff we may have missed and, and kind of touch touch back on it. Um. And now, to get to the main topic of the show, uh, this is major. This is uh, the return of uh, of of uh, Attack on Titan. Um, okay. I will say this, okay? 
and I'm gonna be real. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, and why she about to praise it? Here we go. No, no, no. It's not necessarily a, okay. Maybe it's a little bit of a praise, but not really. Yes, a little bit. I don't know how to explain it. I'm gonna just say it. I was wrong. And let me tell you what I was wrong about. I was wrong like the most of the internet. Everybody was wrong. We were all wrong to be upset about with the way they're doing the releases of this final part. Okay. We assumed that they were going to release episodes weekly. And you know what I'm saying? We were going to have to go on a wait. We were going to get three episodes and we're going to have to three episodes for three weeks. And we're going to have to wait uh, another four months to get three more episodes to finish this shit off or whatever it was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. that's not the case at all, which is on me and on us as an anime community, because we should have fucking read the articles. Maybe the articles did say this. I didn't read it. I just saw the headlines and I popped off. So I, <laughs> I want to, I want to formally apologize and say like, I'm, I'm sorry to y'all for, for even being upset at the fact that I thought that they were going to dick us with this shit. I didn't think they were going to do what an hour two 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 hour episodes and just and call that in, which we said they should have do, like two right. movies or something like that. We said they should do this, which they are doing, which makes me feel a whole lot better about watching it because it's much more palatable this way. Obviously, it's much cleaner. It's, I mean, this stuff in the this, like the longest parts of the manga is so short in here that it felt so much better than reading it. So much fucking better than reading it because it was, I mean, reading it. It was long, long, like, long stretches of dialogue. When they went inside the the mind of like you know the 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 Eldians, like that whole Eldian ground thing, I was like, yo, this this part was so fucking long. That, bro. it was just unnecessarily like com- the, unnecessary conversation and stuff. Yes, and that part with the kid. I mean, that kid when he was apologizing to the kid, it was much more to it than that. That was so fucking long in the manga. That was so tiring and boring, and just made me not care. Um, I will say this: they, they finally had character moments that reflected the characters that they've been in the past, which is something that this whole entire final season has been missing since the fucking inception of it. Um, and, and it's more so, more so specifically, Armin, Armin and Annie. They had that character moment that um, we obviously saw in the manga, but it just felt better watching it. Uh, and then obviously Hanji. That was rough to see. That was rough to see in a manga. So it was rough to see alive. Even even rougher to see here because she's obviously. I think like she got, she got packed up, bro. Yeah, yeah. For the and she really didn't get packed up. She just kind of evaporated. Like that's just <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just kind of what happened. But on the character list. Aaron Bottom for me. He's a terrible character. I think it, regardless of his character arc through and through, Mikasa second Bottom. Um, it was always the other ones. It was always the Sasha's, Haji's, uh, Ar- uh, not Armin, um, Ar- Arwen. And it, just, it was just always other characters that was better for me after season two. After season two, it was always those characters that took the spots of Mikasa and Aaron and Armin because those characters just became fucking shells of themselves, which, mm-hmm. okay, I get why the Aaron thing is, but it's still, I, it's still no, fucking no. weak. The only one I can disagree with is Aaron because I would put Aaron up like top, top three characters in the show. Nah, he's um, trash. 
And I mean, that's cool. You you can say that, but <laughs> for me, I think Aaron is like top three. But I agree with like the Mikasa and Armin thing. I hate them now, um, especially because I hate the fact that we're still like at this part of the story. Mikasa still is at that point where she doesn't make any decisions for herself yet. Still, you know? yeah, yeah. And that, She's that just... is so, and I mean, that's always been her more or less. But like now that we know why, it's kind of like way more irritating it's, it's just yeah irritating. yeah because she's so capable but yet inept like it's just it pisses me off so much bro like ugh. and, and it, Ar- armin stay and I, I i mean this in the most polite way possible armin stayed a pussy stay yeah <laughs> the but, whole time but it feel good to have some emotion from from them like when haji was uh literally evaporated to see them <laughs> To see them crying and upset uh, was cool, man. It, it's just, I don't know, man. I still don't feel like this show is as good as it could have been. Yeah. And it's what do you think about? Go ahead. I was going to say, what do you think about Annie's part? That, that was, that's what I, that's why I was going to say that that was my favorite part of the entire episode. Mm-hmm. You know? Same, bro. I think she, I think she's the, <laughs> the character with the, the most growth, funny enough. She um, was frozen for for more than three seasons, and that's fucking crazy to even consider. That that goes to show you how fucking weak the other characters are, in my opinion. Like, I don't know, Reiner, Reiner was annoying. Um, I hate Reiner. Uh, every again, just if uh, if majority of your characters are trash, how is the show going to be good? You know what I mean? And the and the and the, the characters that are good are gone. So, um. The one thing, it was a scene that got me, bro. And you, you, see, you saw the scene. It was like when he was apologizing. But that little boy getting his hood, head squished. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yo. That shit was fire to me. <laughs> Why did they animate it like that, bro? <laughs> that shit was so fire. <laughs> they hate that little boy, bro. Yeah, yeah. They no. hated him. That I was, ain't never seen nothing like that in my life. That was some of the most incredible parts of this episode, to be honest. Outside of what the Hanji moving the way she was moving, the fucking kid getting crushed was crazy to me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I felt like that was too real. I'm like the people, the people watching this shit, they probably loving this shit right now, and I like that. I love that for them. Um, I, again, I'm just, I'm so fucking thankful, and I, and I again, I apologize uh, profusely for thinking that they were gonna be so stupid to do three, four episodes and then pause for three, four months, and then three, four more episodes later. Like I was completely wrong, and and I'm mad enough to admit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but to be fair, it was literally the entire internet thinking the same thing we thought. So I don't feel that I'll, that you know stigmatized by it. But just I hope everybody apologizes for that. We, we need to take a word from our own book. We be saying all the time, "Don't believe everything you see on the internet." Don't believe everything you see on the internet. Absolutely, yeah, we, you know, rock the internet a little bit too much on that one. I probably all we probably had to do is just read. You know, what I'm saying go deeper into the article. But I, what the fuck I look like reading an Attack on Titan article? Like I don't care, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I know the way this shit ends. I, it's a, I think it's stupid. Now it's so crazy because you think about the beginning of this podcast to this podcast now. Wow, this. Oh, sorry. Let me just let me just clarify. This episode was good. It was a good episode of Attack on Titan. I'm gonna mm-hmm. just say that now. It wasn't a bad episode at all. It wasn't. It didn't make me feel as the others. Uh, the beginning of the season has made me feel. And I was just completely wasted. Like I wasted my time. I enjoy watching this, and it's probably because it's it's nice, concise it's format. Yep, the nice, concise format with the 
with the shit happening. It's going, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going, and not a, not a bunch of bullshit, dry ass characterizations of people I don't care about. So I will say, fire episode. Let me just get that out the way before I say, um, I'm uh, I'm happy that they're doing it like this. So we only got one more part. That's it. When we done. That's it. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Um, but it, like I was saying, it's funny to go back to the beginning of this podcast where I would talk about how close Attack on Titan is to being in my top 10, top five. I think it was top five. To me, absolutely fucking hating it. Obviously, it's it's, sub, it's, subject, it's subjective, but objectively, I it's all based off of shit I've seen, you know, coming up to the final season, knowing how I, how I view stories now and knowing how I view characterizations and world building. Like, I just fucking, it's just so... Blah, you know what I mean? And I'm just I'm glad this one was better. I'm so glad that it's ending better than I thought it was going to so far. Yeah. I, I'm looking I forward to it. When you talk about that world building, uh when when we get to this point, we actually realize how small the world building for this show was. Very small. Um and the weird thing is is that I feel like reading the manga, I didn't realize how small it was. But it was something about the motion of the show that when they did it, like we were like, so there's really only two places that we've discovered or that we actually been to. <laughs> and it's like this is the world. And it's like, yes, we know the world is the planet Earth, right? It's a whole planet. But realistically, the the amount of world that we've actually talked about or actually done or seen in this show is so minuscule and small that it's like which it is didn't feel anything. Yeah, which is fine though. It, it that, that could be totally fine. It's just that it's just ha- it just have been between these two particular sections of of the world that it it just feels so black, you know? Like it, it Well, it's the scope of like they talk about the rumbling, right? Mm-hmm. The rumbling is supposed to be a threat to the entirety of the world. Yet we really only see like I said two parts of this world so it's like they built up this this grand scale of what the rumbling is supposed to be yet it's almost like neutered and made to feel smaller because they didn't build up the world properly i guess Mm. and like i said it could it could literally just be the fact and like i said i felt this way only in watching it but like I said, when I was reading, I didn't quite feel like the world was so small. I get, and it could just be like I said, my imagination when reading it is yes. way grander yes, than anything else. So when I'm watching, I'm like, yo, this this shit is small, bro. It's he just started the rumbling five minutes ago, and they already some to, to they already over here stopping but, out. <laughs> that's a part of the form factor, though, right? Like yeah. reading it, it had a lot more dialogue of the in betweens and shit that was very boring, but. I, I think with them going past that and, and kind of just moving the shit along, it feels it feels better. I just again, <laughs> I just don't think this story is that interesting anymore, man. And it, it kind of breaks my heart because I loved it. I loved it so much at first. Um, maybe I just didn't know why. Until they tried to explain to me why it would. You know what? It, you know what? It, yeah. You know what it feels like? The writer got tired, man. He got, oh, like he got tired. I'm just like he's like okay, now let's let's kind of go, you know. And it just felt like he lost a lot of his character touches and and like I said, the world the world 
was fine. It's I, I guess it's big enough, but because it's, it's it's about our our characters, our main characters being stuck in this cage, this bird mm-hmm. the bird cage analogy, if you will, and then them going out and seeing that the world is bigger, them knowing that they've been imprisoned there. I, I get that. Like I get. Don't get us mistaken. We understand the story and the concepts of Attack on Titan, um, but it just feels like this whole he. He tries to overcomplicate the writing with this whole I've seen all of the future and I'm about to do the rumbling to uh, win our freedoms. I just feel it's so fucking bland and so. I don't know. It just could have been better, in my opinion. It's not enough thought put into it almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a yeah. It's like an unseasoned meal. Yeah. And and when you said uh, the writer got bored, it's kind of how I felt about Hunter. Hunter fans. Damn. At this point, and I'm, I'm, I basically, uh, I know Steve always got something to say when I talk about Hunter Hunter, but uh, the show ain't never going to get finished. Yeah, at, no. at, least this, at least this one got finished. But um, the <laughs> issue, <laughs> the issue is, is that it get, like you said, it's that same exact vibe. Like the writer got burned out and was like, you know what? I'm going to finish it, but y'all just going to have to take what I give you. Yeah, and that's exactly what it feels like. That's exactly what it feels like. A spinal worm or whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, let's let's go ahead and take a. You want to you want to do recommendation roulette, or are we still just going to continue our our uh, our current? Yeah, I, I, I will happily uh, start initial D phase two, second stage. Yeah, yeah. It's only thirteen episodes, so you got a lot of a little bit easier this time around. Oh yeah, it's it's funny because it flips. Now I got twenty like six episodes and you got thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We in there. So so we continue our recommendations of initial D for tell. It might have got a series for me. Now I got ten of them hoes, so I don't know if they're like movies and, and OVAs and shit. We got movies, but I think I got initial D movies too. Oh, I don't do we watch them? Do, I don't have any I don't even think I've seen them movies i think the movies are like recaps of the seasons and shit you know what i mean so i think you should just do the stages yeah yeah just do the stages first second third stage and i think it's a final stage yeah so i digress we'll be right back after these
And welcome back to episode 194 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Mike Check Waifu, on Instagram at Mike Check Waifu Waifu, and on TikTok at Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Um, we're about to spoil episode 22 of My Hero first, and then episode 9 of Angel Next Door, and then episode 6 of Nier Automata. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say, uh, Shout out to Rob for posting, or I don't think Rob posted it. He retweeted it or something. I think he posted it. The panel that this was animated from. I've seen that panel before. Uh, didn't even think about it being the animation because that's how fucking good the season has been. I've been able to completely erase everything I've seen on Twitter has been spoiler from my hero before I even get a chance to know what the fuck is going on because the season will be fire and. Wow, man. Another great fucking episode. Another great episode. This might be the most put together perfect season of My Hero yet. <laughs> they done turned it around for Polo. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's, I, and of course, yeah. I, like, I, and I guess I got to make this clear. I try to be as objective as possible for my particular taste. I don't try to go in down and shit from the start. Right, like I could have been like, "Oh, this this season of my season six of my heroes going to suck." I went into it thinking, "I hope it doesn't suck." You know what I'm saying? Like I could go into Attack on Titan this this special. Like I hope this shit don't continue to suck. But I went into it like hoping it doesn't. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I try I try my best to to form to be, positive about, to, to be positive about it, to be optimistic about it, and just think, you know. I want everything I watch that I spend my time on because time is the most important currency in my opinion to be good. So I don't try to hate anything. I don't try to be a contrarian to nobody because I don't give a fuck about anybody else's opinion, to be honest. I just try to go into it neutral, I guess. I guess neutral is the best way of putting it. Um, And to be honest, man, I I couldn't have been more proud of of what this My Hero season turned into because objectively, I don't give a fuck who you are. You can't say this season is bad. You can't. You, there's no. I don't see how you can. There was an ep, There was two episodes that should have been flipped as far as pacing goes, and that's it. Moment one, all the way through. I, I thought know, the the overhaul season was definitely better. You're capping. Um, I, it's <laughs> it's unbelievably how unbelievable how good this has been, and <sighs> what I love most is characters like character development. And struggles and downfalls and 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 the uh, fire phoenix moments and shit like it's just it's been so good to see Deku fall, but fall in the way of of a different in the way you think. Because when he fell in previous seasons, he fell because he failed. Duh, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He fell because he failed because he wasn't strong enough. Now he's more than strong enough. He's the only one that's strong enough. He's the only one that's strong enough. And he's failing. How's he failing? He's, he's not failing the city per se. Uh, yeah, he is because he's he is he is failing the city because he's failing himself because he's failing his his uh, own morals. His goal was to be that new All Might or his to be like All Might to say I am here to smile to continue to bring hope to the people who were hopeless. And now he's 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 fucking stained. You know, he's basically the villain killer Midoriya. And it's like, and it's unfortunate because now the city is not looking at him like he's a hero. Like, 
Oh, hey, Best Deku's player, here. Huh? Deku's here. We're happy. They're fucking terrified of this menace. And he don't see it because he just needs to do whatever he can to get off for one, which I respect and I, and I get. But seeing it from seeing it from um, third person is rough because you're just watching them tear itself apart. It's dire straits. Very um, much so. What did you think about actually seeing Hero Killer Stain? Fire, man. Uh, he's one of the best characters in the entire show, to be honest. And the fact Actual that <laughs> and the fact that he, he he's on, we only getting a tickle of him makes me look forward to what I'm getting later. You know what I'm saying? And it's I can't wait to see what he has to say about this current predicament. You know what I mean? I think it's I don't think he's I don't think Stain is a part of all for one scheme. I don't think he really gives a fuck about any of that because he never did. Never did. Stan yep. always been about fixing the world. Yep. Making sure that the heroes are doing hero shit. Yep. And the fact that he's not, it's funny because now I feel like Stan might be the one to bring him back to uh, consciousness and not his own class, funny enough. Uh, because in the, the next class, the next episode is, is class 1A versus Deku. So. Yep. <laughs> I, I think, ironically enough, Stain is the equivalent to like what Lady Nagant and Hawks are, but better. Mm, better? Nah, not and better. I'm, not better. I'm, but I'm I'm only saying better because he's not living by that code of you know I'm a hero. I got to put on the facade of a hero. Stain is like I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm just trying to make sure the world is is good, you know, or the heroes are doing what heroes are supposed to do, more or less. And that's why I mean by better because like Hawks and Lady Nagant are following orders. Orders, yeah. You know, Stain yeah. is not following orders. He's doing it by his own free will. And it it will be viewed as harmful, but you know, it just kinda no, is what it is, you know. No, it's not viewed as harmful. It's terrible. He's killing heroes. Like he literally kill them. So mm-hmm. it's 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 an awful it's an awful thing to do to take matters into your own hands. But the morality behind it is kind of there, you know, like, let me get rid of it's now. I don't believe this. Let me get rid of the uh, the parasite in this world that should be full of actual heroes. Let me get rid of the fakes uh, to uh, to pull uh, a Nisei Matagatari. <laughs> a Nisei Matagatari line. You're not going to remove a leech if it's leeching on to you. You're going to let it stay there, suck all your blood out to... So you're not polo no that's, more? That's terrible, though, because, like, uh, you kill leeches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You kill leeches. These are people who are heroes, but they're not quite the heroes that Stain think they should. But he's not. He shouldn't be judge, jury, and executioner at the same time for people who he deems not worthy enough to be a hero. Because that's very subjective. It's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's very harmful. Um mm-hmm. I think, I think more like it should be. Um, he's just. He sh- you should think about it like as a, a removing a fraud from a, so like, from a circle of truths. Right. So, right? who Lady Nagant and Hawks follow rules from would be probably given better opinions. Yes. Even though they have him kill, have them kill heroes and shit too every once in a while. Absolutely, because it and that comes from a, a place of these heroes can harm more innocents than you know. what I'm saying like 
I think I think what Hero Killer Stain is trying to do, he's trying to what's the word I'm looking for? He's just taking matters into his own. He he would yeah, be more or less. Yeah, he would he would be he would he would kill Lady Nagat for doing mm-hmm. what she's doing. He would kill probably Hawks for doing what they're doing. But you can't really think about it in that perspective. Well, he probably wouldn't though. He and, would. and the, only, the only reason I say he wouldn't kill those two specifically is because both of those heroes are, and he's not looking for people who are doing it out of a, he's looking for people who are being heroes out of like just straight nobility. That's why he likes All Might because All Might is a hero who's been a hero just because that's what the world needs. That's why he instantly liked Deku mm. because Deku didn't run when there was somebody in danger. You know, he did, everybody else when when they fought uh, Hero okay, Killer Stain, right. they attacked Hero Killer Stain first instead of reaching for the person who Hero Killer Stain had cornered. Deku was the only one to go for the person who was cornered. So he viewed Deku immediately as the actual hero. So that that, so, that that validates my point even more. Like he they he then really has no reason to do what he does. Again, removing frauds from from the truths is a noble thing to do. It's right. Mm-hmm. I do think it's right to remove the snakes from the grass. But killing them for wanting notoriety or money is beyond what I think they send out hawks and the lady that got to do because. You got motherfuckers that not only are doing something for money, but they're selling hero secrets to villains that can get people killed or they're doing shit that can just literally flip the whole. It can literally turn the world into what it is now. Funny enough. (laughs) But like it's 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 a tough it's a tough it's a tough thing to, uh, to to counteract outside of that, though, seeing fucking all might man try his hardest and that whole conversation that he had within himself to say listen I know how lonely this can be he's experienced it he's literally the best person for Deku right now and Deku's not trying to hear it it hurts that shit hurt seeing that moment where he was trying to get him to stop and eat and he reached out to him and he was saying all that shit he was saying I damn near shed a thug tear it was (laughs) (laughs) it was so strong so an, an extremely powerful moment that I was emotionally invested. I was. I was very much so emotionally invested. And and that's reasonable, obviously, because we Deku is a character we saw quite literally in terms of the the urban community get it out the mud. Uh he he had to and like yeah, the quirk was handed to him, but he literally had to get everything out the mud. His analytics, how he studied the other heroes or students around him. I just have a villains as well. Villains, how he decided he was going to use his ability to, to maneuver, even like up to the point where we got to like the Lady Nagant stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that Deku does is a constant thought process in terms of how he moves. So Deku is like one of those, that character who's constantly getting it out the mud. He got to get it, you know, just from whatever resources he can, he's going to find a way to get it. And the, to see him be that character who was so hopeful and then we get to this point where basically his hope is gone he he, he and I'm, I'm saying his hope is, gone, his hope is terms, gone well what i mean by his hope is gone is that like his hope in terms of 
him being like a part of the hero society versus like him taking on the burden all by himself like he is the hero society by himself there's a, a huge difference because Deku, Deku thought he was joining heroes. He thought he was going to be a hero. He wanted to be like a hero. Now he's just, I got to be me. I got to do this. I'm doing it all by myself, not with the team like he was trying to do when, you know, when it first started. So I feel like the transition in this is what makes it so hard to watch. It's like, man, bro. You've gone through so much to you gotten to this point to where you can't even listen to All Might, the person who had you. Like you know what costume he's wearing from what era of the hero community of, of the heroes uh, civilization essentially, and now you won't even stop when he's trying to give you food and give you words of encouragement. It's like a huge, you know, mental transition for Deku. Hundred percent. It's rough, man. It's rough. I feel like there's I feel like um, the only thing I would say this I will say this the moment that class when they uh, shows up maybe just maybe I'm misremembering this because I'm, I'm sorry for the pregnant pause maybe I'm misremembering this maybe it's, it's when the they were showing a preview I saw this but I feel like when he said just get out of my way <laughs> I feel like I think that was during the preview. Wasn't that during the preview, or was that during the actual episode? That was during the episode. When he just said that to them, that bugged me mm-hmm. because that's not Deku at all, and I, and that doesn't even feel like that was that'd be something he would do in this particular situation. I feel like even if he's trying to protect the class or whatever his excuse may be, it just didn't feel, uh, I guess, culture. I'm gonna chalk it up to exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I would even... It didn't feel right. It didn't feel right at all. I mean, he didn't even deliver his own letters to the students, you know, to his classmates. Right. He he couldn't even be the one to say, I'm going to deliver these to my classmates and stuff like that. And I feel like they've been building this up to let you know that he's on his solo quest right now. Even though he's technically Mm -hmm. working with them. Lame. That's no. That's not an excuse. Because the thing, the thing with it is, they saved his life. Okay, mm-hmm. they literally just saved his life. He was going to lose. Now, regardless of whatever jolt of power he had left, he was fading. And if you fade in a moment like that, where you're literally getting swallowed whole, if this is a villain, you're not going to make it. You you were saved by your friends. There's mm-hmm. no fucking way in hell that that that's that you see them and you say, okay. Thanks for saving me, but get out of my way. Or he didn't even say that. He just said, get out of my way. I got to do this. Like, it, yeah. it didn't feel right. It didn't, no excuses. It did not feel right at all. We, we understand that he's, he is on his solo journey because he is trying to protect mm-hmm. what is very important to him. It, it makes sense, but it makes sense in the context of them, him. I would even, I would even be okay with him arguing and yelling and fighting. Take y'all asses back to UA. Protect the people at UA. Worry about that. Only I can handle this situation with the particular power that I have. Become an arrogant fucking jerk. That would make more sense than saying, get out of my way. You're just in my way. Move. No, no, that's not, that's not it. That's not it. And I think they misrepresented this too, because I know in the manga that he doesn't fade because, uh, he's not strong enough to fight back. Of course. He just was tired of fighting, you know? 
Exhausted, so, yeah. Yeah, he's he's actually exhausted, but he he had the strength to just beat all those people, but he like you like you said or like like we're saying he was exhausted, mm-hmm. but he could have gotten out of that. And I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll see what's happening soon that he could have gotten out of it, but it was still the principle of like, you know, yeah. he is a lot of he just feels burdened by that responsibility, which like I said, I understand, you know, because to me, it's like if you got too much responsibility, why don't you ask someone to help you? hundred percent. I think that also it's in, I'm not going to say it's impossible for us to to put ourselves in his shoes. But I think that as someone who is like a, a, like, I guess the closest thing we would have is like a soldier who is like the last man standing in his platoon or something like that. Right, right. It's like it's hard to imagine or he gets separated from his platoon and he's got to survive. It's like, it's, that's kind of the only kind of scenario we can, we can correlate to something like this because you're right. This man is quite literally fighting the equivalent of a nuclear warhead (laughs) more or less, bro. He's doing, he's fighting the strongest villains or he's trying to prep to fight the strongest villain known to man ever. And he don't want his friends to get hurt because if you view what he has in comparison, he quite literally should not be folding to nothing. No, but exactly. He's exhausted, like you said. He's de- tired as hell. Delirious, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe even delirious. I, I still, even even with that little small little nitpick, I still think this is so fire, man. I cannot wait to see this class 1A versus Deku and fucking Deku mopped the floor with class 1A um, or leave him in the dust however you want to put it because he probably won't hurt anybody obviously uh, but it's going to be insane to watch that uh, good man it's, it's, it's really good it's really fucking good I will say that Um, yeah moving on you enjoying my heroes wild let's move on Angel Next Door right I'm, I'm an objective man man I got to I got to be Angel Next Door Still the greatest show of this winter season. Um, uh, so going a date with an angel or uh, going out with an angel. Yeah. I, I got to say it kind of, <laughs> it did kind of hurt when he said that we're not together and she kind of like snuffed at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When, well, obviously we're referring to when they went out and they got called by the popular dude who's really fucking cool by the way like what a cool dude she's the one who said that it's not like he's my boyfriend or anything oh is that is that right yeah she said that and he scoffed like at it boyfriend. I thought it was reversed okay yeah but either way it still hurt it yeah it still hurt either way if impact I've, it's worse probably <laughs> probably worse because now he, he he's even more he's probably going to be even more standoffish um but i don't know man the, that confidence boost. yeah yeah them being called by that popular dude was really cool i really yeah. wanted to see something like that happen i didn't expect it to be him but just like somebody from their class i did i did think it was going to be somebody random from their class not particularly somebody we knew um, but mm-hmm. I'm glad it was somebody we knew because that kind of made m- more so for an entertaining conversation when they went to karaoke. You know what I mean? And that shit was like, it's kind of poignant. Like, he's like, yo, you know, do you like her? And it just makes you think like something has to move now. 
right? Doesn't it feel like something has to move? Even though we feel like we've been feeling like that for the last couple of weeks, but but that's the thing though is that it, it has been moving the whole time. You know, like it's not like it's, it's been a, a, a stationary relationship. Um, Progress been, has been made. They've been realizing more and more every episode, and what what makes it cool is that they're not rushing into it, but they are getting more and more comfortable, you know? Yeah. Like it, we're, we're seeing a, a natural evolution from a friendship to a relationship. Yeah. So I do, I do like the progress they're making um, because regardless of her saying that's not her boyfriend, yo, they out here holding hands. That's her man. How, how fire was that when them girls walked up to our boy, though? Oh, you know, right? <laughs> He's like, you gotta go somewhere with us? And he like, uh, wow. And she walked up, grabbed his arm. You ready? Hi, sorry. Have a nice day. That shit was man. fire, bro. She didn't even get to. He didn't even get to see her try on a dress. I, I just know, thought about right? that. I literally just thought about that. Which means that she's yeah. probably gonna wear it next episode. Mm-hmm. Could be a good scene. Mm-hmm. So, bro, I don't know where to. I don't know what to say. It's just been so good. I thought they were gonna kiss. She thought they were gonna kiss. That moment on the couch, and he yeah. just kind of like laughed it up. He, <sighs> he don't understand that he got to he got to stop playing with our emotions. I don't give a fuck what he do to her. His right. emotions that he playing with her, go ahead, go ahead and play with her. Don't play with mine though. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, I, I'm exactly. on your side. I'm rooting for you, and you over here not not following through. But it makes <laughs> sense, man. He's like he said, I almost they did something it. that would have made me a jerk. But he can't. I don't know. It can he not you a jerk to you, not to her? Exactly. Do you think? He just can't see that. He has. And the thing is, is like, cause I don't think he actually has like a, a personal lack of confidence. He has a lack of confidence to her. I think that he's too aware of like societal norms and standards, right? He doesn't put himself in the position to understand that she keeps saying, bro, you are qualified to be with me. And he's like, I'm not though, because like I don't even really like talking to people that much. Like, and right. you are a very beautiful, sociable person, and you can be with anybody. Why would you choose me? That's why I'm saying he's too aware of like social norms to right. to put himself in a position where he thinks he can be with her. And that's also a, I mean, it's kind of contradict what you said a little bit, but it also is the lack of confidence that he has in general. He doesn't have mm-hmm. that confidence in himself to think that he's good, at, like looks good enough. Like again, going back to the example of him getting hit on by those girls because he had his his hair pent up. How she said you look really handsome like that. He never even thought of that like that. Like no, I, I'm just me. So when them girls hit on him, he was fucking blown back by it. Obviously, and his uh started up up uh right hitting that on him. Yeah, kind of like. I don't know. Maybe starting to understand it. You know what we need, man? And I said what's, this what's last up? I think I said this last week. We need a fucking challenger. We got that little slight challenger at the mall, but we need a challenger to come through and try try to take him away from her. Or yeah, vice it, it, or vice versa, does, it, but it has to be him though. Because I was thinking the same thing that you just said, like vice versa. But I don't think it'll work vice versa. I agree. I think if, if it's the opposite where someone's hitting on her. She's going to be like, I ah, think, good. I'm glad she found somebody that's worthy of her. Right. That's yes, worthy right. of her. But I think yep. that uh, if that were to happen, what she would do is obviously show discomfort and then he's going to step in. But I think if he's in a situation where his girl's hitting on him and she has to be like, you know what? 
we're not doing that. Like, not mine. I agree. I, it'll, it'll, it's gonna have to be at school, bro. It'll have to be at school. Like, like a, a a love letter being put in his desk or something or his locker. Right. And, he and has help. to come to school with the hairstyle that, that everybody that draws attention and some girl gonna hit on him and she's gonna be like, look. We've been childhood best friends and you don't remember me. Yeah, like I don't normally throw hands, but we about to throw them to death. <laughs> like, it's, it's very interesting, man. We only have, let's do a gut check real quick. We only have three more episodes. What's your prediction for these last three your gut check for last three i actually don't think we're gonna get a resolution oh, like in, by, me. by resolution i don't think they're gonna end up together um i think that they're going to decide to to continue their like domestic partnership kind of thing mm. but i don't think that they're going to officially come together uh because they're going to give us the season two I feel like this shit has been too good to not give us a season two. Let's be let's be honest here, bro. Yeah, it has. Um, let me see here. Yeah, light novel and manga both are currently releasing. Okay. So they're ongoing. They're not done, which means that you're probably right. We're probably not going to get or. And this is my prediction. This is my gut check. We get it at the very end. But it continues. Um, uh, she let's make this official or some shit, and then they're dating, and then it continues on from when they're dating. But what would it? What would that be, right? What right. would that? What would that relationship look like? Maybe. Oh nope! I just I, I'm changing it up right now. Audible. Here it mm-hmm. is. You, you ready for this? It's I should, an option. I should be a writer, but I'm I'm not going. I'm I'm gonna just give it to you. Her parents forces her to move she moves to a different town they no longer can see each other at the end and it's pure fucking sadness but we get a season two something happens something brings them together something I don't know what it's gonna be but that's what I'm thinking I was gonna say it I thought you were gonna say that they they make her move and she moves to the uh, the opposite side. <laughs> oh, that'd be fire! But if I'm not mistaken, I think it's another girl that lives like a girl that we saw before that lives next to him, or does she live next to her? Because there's another girl that goes to their school that lives oh shit on the same floor as them. I don't remember. Damn, let us know. Tweet at us at Mike Check Waifu or at King Teliano or at Polo Bornfla, P O L O W, obviously. And let us know if there's another girl, because I don't remember and I don't want to go back and rewatch. So let us know. Moving on to one of the. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I shed a thug tear. I did. Mm. I did. I had the one. It was the one that dropped. And it was the one that dropped because the only reason why I dropped is not because of sadness. While it was, yes, sad. It was because I couldn't fucking blink, bro. I just couldn't blink because I did not want to miss anything. My fucking face was glued to my monitor during this entire thing. This, I think I said those on Twitter. This has to be one of the best flashback episodes I've ever seen in my life. 
like this was like Rob J said, 86 levels of flashback. Like it's so, so good. It was a, just a normal conversation of them walking. And we learn why, how the uh, commander of the rebellion, for one, even playing the games, I had no fucking idea they were androids. Zero mm-hmm. clue. Okay. I thought they were humans. Um, Same. But uh, seeing her kind of like look at 2B and kind of kind of open up to her had me confused because I mean in in the game it was kind of like the same way where she was just kind of like dry with her uh, and maybe that was just because it was mostly read, reading the text that comes when you talk to her and it wasn't like a cussing like that but just seeing that, how that conversation went I was blown the fuck back man I was blown back so my question to you and I know I know this is a flashback so I imagine it's the same is this number two and to be the same? They're the same model. Any so the model number is two. Um, the B is the upgraded version of that, basically. So number okay. two is just number two, but later on down the road they upgraded her to two B, which means makes her uh, a stronger unit. Your uh, Ray High but unit, she main, but she maintains the uh, memories and stuff, right? Mm-mm. No, no? Okay. completely different I'll- unit. Cause I was like, "Yo." So, so to be fair, to to clarify, all the two units, the number two your Ureha Android units have that same haircut. All the number twenty one uh your units have that same haircut. They all look particularly all same. The nine units. Nine units look like nine S or nines in this particular case. Like they're they're very specific to that to that particular unit. Now, so while. Some of the black box data can transfer over, but it has to it has to be uploaded to the server to then be downloaded again by that same particular Ureha unit or that same yeah that's yeah that same unit. So it has to be another two B unit to then get the memories. This one was just a number two. So got it. Um, which makes sense because I think that what happened happened like hundreds of years ago, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh. Hard to hard to guess that timeline, but man, I, when I tell you this shit wasn't in the game, and it, ha- it had me so captivated, like I, unless unless it was, this was an L cut scene that happens, you know what I'm saying? Because this was letter L ending supposedly. I don't. I just I would never seen it before. I never even got that much this much detail on, on the rebels. Period. So I was fucking. My mind was blown back because I got again I got just text on the screen whenever I would talk to the commander to get a mission from her or whatever have you and it would just be you know little ancillary story beats that seemed like she was kind of against the uh Ureha units but I wasn't really sure why and it was just mo- now that I know that she just didn't want to get close to them again like oh emotionally scarred bro it was fucking yeah it was a lot of loss it was a lot of loss. And it was gruesome loss. And it was sadness. And then the virus and oh man, the, the virus is crazy, man. Was twenty one got infected, and then she was the one who was curing people. And it's like, yeah, yeah. You yep. got hope. All you can do is hope that she gets it out of herself. But realistically, we know. Yeah, yeah. So the, the thing. The thing I started to put together, though, tell is that the difference between two and two B is um, personality. Mm-hmm. If you never noticed how they made two, two had a lot of personality, very, very bubbly, hyper. 
very, very about trying, uh, very about her comrades. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be successful in in their mission in the way of having emotion. And what they did was later down the road when they upgraded the the two units to B became one of no emotion, one of strictly orders and follow this direction and, and stick to it and or emotions are not a part of our script or whatever, you know what I'm saying? While 9S is the one that is pseudo, pseudo open to emotion or, or, or pseudo to learning about emotion while still like, you know, I have to be the surveyor unit to make sure that these robots, to know that these robots don't have emotion. And obviously mm-hmm. we saw that in the, I think it was last two episodes with the carnival and they was like, please don't kill my daughter, blah, blah, blah. We just wanted to see the show. And he's like, oh, was, and he just fucking slaughtered them. And it's just, I, I fucking find a show to be so, it, it captivated me in a way that the game did. And that's why I'm so happy to have Rob J come on his show and do the review with us because this is going to be so great to have y'all two who's never played the game, who's never seen anything about the game. Well, you've seen a little bit. He know nothing about the game. And then me, who's played the game, to just see our different things because watching this makes me feel like I, how I felt when I played it and why it's my top, in my top five for my video favorite video game of all time. And that's this fucking, the, the complexity between androids and automatons and machine life forms and what they can evolve to from even going, <laughs> being, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to go into anything that's too deep for future references, but I guess I can reference the uh, the network that happened where you saw kind of like how Adam and Eve was born. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like being separated from the server and what that can do. And having that, you remember, if you remember, I think episode two, where that robot, he was starting to form off of the server when they with that flower, when he noticed the flower growing, and then he's and, and him and a couple of other machine life forms started planting flowers. They were just planting flowers over and over, and then playing that beautiful music. And then they started to get attacked. And when they started to get attacked, and they crushed all the flowers. You've kind of felt the sadness he felt, quote unquote, but he didn't really feel it. He don't. He don't know if he felt it. It's just so complicated, man. It's it's a complication of emotions, man. It's so it's so crazy to think about because you think about uh, now, right? Like, what if a meteorite or an alien comes down to Earth, creates this machine, these machines that are helpful at first, but they're helpful to become like Vivi <laughs> and then eventually destroy the entire Earth and take it over. What do you, I don't know, man. What do you think that does to like evolution, right? And that's what this show is about. That's why I love it so much. Sorry. I just went on a tirade there. True. That might be an after story topic evolution. <laughs> you just might have to. It's wild, man. Uh, you got anything you want to say more? Nah, bro. You said it all. I ain't gonna hold you. You said it all. I'm sorry, man. It's just so, I, I, I was fucking captivated, man. Like I said, I was, I couldn't blink. Um, I was sad. I literally was so sad. It was, again, best flashback it, episode ever. Yeah, it was like, so I think that this number two gave us a range of emotions to to kind of work with because I feel like she inspired us 
in a sense, like gave us hope that it's not going to be all bad and it still went all bad. So, so we kind of just got that range of like happiness, uh, worry, and then just like despair because yeah, it didn't work out like we wanted it to. My question to you is, and then we're going to end off on this here. My question to you is, is the moon command, was the moon command, or are they wrong? For like the the execution on how they handled everything? How they handled everything or how they're handling everything? I mean, I feel like it's kind of hard to specifically say that because realistically there is clearly a threat that that can be spread or cause more problems is it if it's not contained it's like saying it's like saying if it's like like with zombies like in the last of us something like that it's hard to say if specifically killing someone who's been infected but not verifying it is is right or wrong or if just cutting off that area is right or wrong knowing that there's infections or not it's like it's it's hard to say if you're right or wrong um because you got to contain the least amount of problems and and save as many people as possible i'm not sure on whether they're right or wrong because mm-hmm. i know my personality is i want to help everybody if i'm just being completely honest my personality is i would much rather try and save every possible person i can but i know that's not a, a realistic thought i'm gonna say this just as a reminder to everybody who's currently watching because Again, that's a lot that goes on in the show, piece by piece. Humans created automatons, which are the, the Urehi units. These Urehi units specialize in wiping out machine life forms, okay? Mm-hmm. The humans tell the Urehi units to then execute commands that could lead to the death of Urehi units in mass, large quantities. Um, mm-hmm. They sacrifice them. They sacrifice every Android unit they possibly can to hopefully better uh, defeat the machine life forms to then make Earth habitable for humans again. But within that, you have some Urehi units that are the commander specifically, who you could tell she feels um, stress from these these um, orders. You know how she felt with losing her Urehi units that she had, that whole squad that she had down there that was full of talented units and she just she scoffed at, you know, having to send them to their death basically and not be able to send them any backup or do anything like that because resources are obviously finite for the, on the moon, right? They like, humans are on the moon to create Urehi units and then send them down to fight to try to take back our, take back the earth who's wrong are they wrong for sending these androids to them death but it's it's the same though with like going to war like like if you if you're going to war there's i want to i'm sorry to interrupt that there's a huge 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 difference in the way that the u.s military or okay i'm gonna just say the u.s military because that that i know a little bit more they don't really sacrifice 
people per se. They don't say, we're not going to send you back up. They do everything that they possibly can to send back up or to get their people out of there or to save as many lives as they possibly can before people die. You know what I'm saying? It's never, it's never, I'm going to send you down there and you lose all communications with us and you're just done. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, yeah, that's, and, and that's, that's not the part I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, that, I, I, that's the only reason. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying like in the aspect of like, and this is like, cause we were talking about the evolution too. Mm-hmm. Like androids are part human, part robot, you know, or that cyborg, cyborg. Cyborg, the Androids yeah. are as close to a human cause they have their own consciousness thing, right? But the, the, I think that it, it sucks because the android have a semblance of being human. Yeah, let they me. They have their own consciousness, you right, know? Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I get that because that does suck in terms of like, yo, is that right? It's, it doesn't feel right ever. It's not going to ever feel right because right. you're going to view them as a human component. Absolutely. But I think that if, if it depends on the definition of life that you have, because if you just think that if it's organic, that's life, then in a lot of senses, this is not wrong. But if you look at these human as the, at these these AI powered androids, you know, cause they have to have some kind of consciousness. If you can view their consciousness as being similar to humanity, um, just like you would view like a dog as being similar to humanity, then yes, it's probably very wrong to do that. And I, I agree that I, I feel like it's, that's why I think it's so hard to place a finger on whether this is right or wrong, because right. it's like, they're not human, but they have consciousness. So it's like you sending them there with no backup and knowing that you're not going to come for them, but you also are trying to save the entirety of your population. It's so hard to to pinpoint where exactly is right or wrong. Right. Yeah. Cause again, I, I just love it. This is me. This is me speculating. I don't know this to be a fact in the lore of it. Cause I, again, I just learned that the fucking rebels aren't human. They're androids. So then you know, I never knew that. So with the android, with the the rebels being androids and the Ureha units being automatons, obviously automatons are machines that are used as tools. Mm-hmm. So you got to think like I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it bugs me. It bugs me now to know that they're androids. That those rebels were androids because I felt terrible watching them not get any backup or just watching um, them get slaughtered. How many of them are androids or how many of them are human? And that's what I was thinking too. It's like, don't you think that's intentional? Yes. To, uh, to mentally try and bridge that gap between an android and a human. Yes. Because in the game, like you said, you never knew. Never knew. And it also made me think back to like the other characters that we've seen already is like, do do some of these androids even know they're androids? Right. Like, do they even do they know that? Do they think that they're human and that they're gonna get backup eventually from humans and it just never comes? And it's like the 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 fact that we see this and we can very easily picture them as human, but realizing that like after we see arms come apart and there's there's mechanical joints and whatnot in there and seeing that this is not a human, it's like I still feel the same exact emotions though. If, as so, if they were human. Right. As if they were human. So it's like, I would hope that this moon command would give them 
the the support that they would give a human, but we're obviously seeing that that's not the reality. Yeah, they, they're so separate. They've been separated for hundreds of years now at this point. So it's like, do they even do they care about androids? Do they care about automatons at this point? No, they're just tools to be used to help them. Like a car for humanity. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. It's killer, bro. It's so fucking killer. I, I can't wait to do the review, full review of this one and have Rob on it to discuss it and replay the game. I'm definitely doing that soon. Um, because I can't, I can't, I want to remember this. It's on Steam. Huh? I said it's on Steam. I might buy it. <laughs> yeah, it's on Steam. It's incredible. It's, and, and I think it's some of you, it's definitely, I would say this it's a Burke ass game. Mm. It's, it's a Burke-ass game. It's definitely the beautiful hack and slash combat that he would love. And, uh, yeah, that does sound like a Burke-ass game. Yeah, it's like big swords and, and manifesting. It's great. It's a great game. Though. It's, like I said, it's been my top five for a reason, and I'm so glad that I'm able to talk about this objectively without these rose-colored glasses, but I am at Polo Bornfly on all social media. I'm at King Telly. I don't know all social media. You can follow our social medias at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter and at Mike Check Waifu Waifu on Instagram and TikTok. And as always, love each other. And Mike, 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 that transition was killer. You're now tuned into Mike Check Waifu Waifu.